welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for this week's episode because we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Lindsay Lucas, and we chat all about goal setting and changing your mindset and how when you can do those two things together, it will change your business. So it's a really great episode. A little bit about Lindsay is that Lindsay is a business consultant for wedding venues. She coaches other wedding venues who are either just starting or looking to change their business, and she helps them create a profitable and sustainable business. We had an amazing time chatting today, and I think that you're going to love this episode. A lot of great tips are inside. But before we begin, a couple of announcements. One is that I'm speaking at this year's Hybrid Co. in March in San Diego. I'm going to be hosting my very own breakout class about, guess what, how to start a podcast. I'm super honored and excited to be part of such an incredible conference. I've mentioned it before, but I've gone twice before as an attendee, and this year I'm a speaker, and I'm really, really excited. So if you guys want to find out more about the Hybrid Co., you can visit them at www thehybridco.com and find out more about the conference and if you'd like to attend. And if you decide that you want to come, you can save $50 off your ticket when you use the code Kirshner at checkout. So I hope to see you in California. Also, be sure to visit us at www.tbgenae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys here. We've got Lindsay on the line. Can you say hi? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me, Janae. I'm super excited to be here. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. So let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Lindsay Lucas, and I am a business consultant for wedding venues. Um, I've been doing this for close to almost four years now, and I have loved it. I actually got started in the wedding industry about nine years ago as a wedding planner, and I live in Houston. And so um, a few years ago here locally in Houston, we had a big boom in wedding venues that were popping up. And due to our planning company's reputation, um, we would have the new owners reach out and ask us to do site visits and to meet with them. And once on site, they just kind of started asking a lot of questions about what have I seen work for other venues or how did they handle this situation? And I truly loved sharing my experience, um, but I quickly learned that there was a cap when, you know, you, you can only get so far with your experience. And so um, if I was truly going to 
help these new venue owners and guide them in the right way, I really needed to be studying this niche in the industry. And so that's what I did. I kind of flew under the radar for a few years, just silently studying and reading as much as I could, reaching out to people, asking questions. And um, I realized that there wasn't really anybody else out there that was doing this. So there wasn't a blueprint for me to follow or anybody for me to contact and say, hey, like, could you potentially be, you know, my mentor in this? I just have a lot of questions. I want to make sure that I'm guiding people in the right direction. Um, and so um, I hired a business coach and said, I want to do this thing, but it doesn't exist. So we are literally going to be creating the wheel here. Are you game? And she said, yeah, absolutely. Let's get started. So we created a program um, for one-on-one clients, and I actually had my first two clients before I ever even officially launched my website. Oh, that's and awesome. it has, yeah, it's been so much fun. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. It's, it's been a, a whirlwind the past few years that really started taking off, but it has been the most rewarding and fulfilling thing that I've done in business so far. That's so great. So are you still wedding planning or have you moved away from that? No, I'm not. Um, I'm not wedding planning anymore. I've definitely moved away from that um, for a couple of reasons. You know, I'm like most wedding planners or photographers that as they start families, they really want their weekends back. And um, so I, I love that. But as my focus and desire started turning towards venue consulting, I realized that I was no longer in the best interest of that business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I stepped back and stopped planning and my associates took over full time. And so now they do all of the planning. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super pumped to have you here because this is one of my favorite topics um, that I'm kind of obsessed with. But, you know, as we're starting this new year and we get excited to talk about goal setting and having a focused mindset, I, I'm really pumped to have you and to talk about that. So how important is it or why is it important to set your goals? Yeah, so I was super excited when I found out that you wanted to talk on this topic because goal setting has been ingrained in me since I was a little girl. My dad has always encouraged my brother and I to write down our goals. And at the end of every year, we would sit down at the dinner table as a family and kind of discuss the fun things that we had coming up that year and different things that we each wanted to accomplish. It was kind of everything from sports related to academics or like family fun things that we wanted to do. But the one thing that he was adamant about was that we would always write them down. So being an excited eight-year-old, I would get out my Lisa Frank spiral notebook and my yes. colored pens. <laughs> Love it. Yes. <laughs> and I doodle out my goals and then, you know, he would hang them proudly on the fridge. And throughout the year, if me or my brother, if we, if either one of us hit a rough patch or had a hard day, he would always go back and remind us and say, look, this is, this is just one day out of the whole year. We're still working towards this goal. It's still doable. And we just encourage us to keep going. Um, and so I guess that's really just a very long winded way to say that I truly believe and it's ingrained in me that it's important to set goals to keep you focused on the bigger picture and on your purpose throughout the year. And I, I really think a big part of it is having that physical reminder of what you're working towards because it helps to motivate you through those hard days because we all have them. Yeah, no, I, I write my goals every day. 
So yeah, awesome. I, I do that. So, so how do we, you know, should we set realistic goals as we sort of plan our year? You know, what should we strive for to do in a certain amount of time? Yeah. So I personally like to set both realistic and what I call pie in the sky goals. So um, especially when that comes to like setting financial goals throughout the year. So I mm-hmm. take like each project that, you know, I want to create and um, or that will be launching throughout the year and set two different goals for each one. Um, so for example, if I'm creating and launching a new product or a service in the upcoming year, then I like to start out by first setting my realistic goal. And by realistic, I mean that I name a reasonable amount that I'd like to make in profit based on a percentage of each sale. And then what is left over is my budget for expenses. So in my mind, I'm paying myself first and whatever's left over is what I can spend on Facebook ads or whatever the case may be. Um, I actually learned this method from Mike Michalowicz's book, Profit First. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And I recommend it to like all of my clients. Um, But the reason I love it so much is because essentially it challenges us to reverse engineer our profitability and look at it from a different standpoint. Um, So that's how I set my realistic goals. And then for setting my pie in the sky goals, it's fairly simple. I just take my realistic goal and then I increase it by a predetermined percentage, whether that is 30, 40 or 50 percent above that realistic goal. Um, But I have a rule of thumb that my pie in the sky goal is never less than 25 percent higher than my realistic goals. So the idea with this is if I'm aiming for that pie in the sky goal and I fall short, most of the time I'm going to land somewhere above my realistic goal but a little bit less than that pie in the sky. So essentially I'm achieving more than what I originally set out to do anyway. Yeah. And that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when you set goals, you know, I think people get sort of hung up on the time frame, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't right. do it. Easy did, to do. Yeah. I didn't do it this year. I, I didn't do right. it this month. You know, should we set mm-hmm. time frames for our goals or, or should we have them open-ended? Honestly, I think the best approach to deciding if on timeframes or leaving them open-ended is to really have a better understanding of your personality and your motivation factors. Um, For me, I have a very strong personality type. For anyone that's listening, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an eight. So obviously, I'm heavily motivated by goals and deadlines. I am 100% that person that can't have any red notification dots on my phone or I can't go to sleep at night. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, but... Maybe I'm an eight. That's totally me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little distracting at times, but it's fine. Um, but my, my husband's personality is actually the opposite. Uh, he likes general time frames without a hard deadline. So if I happen to tell him you have one weekend to build a Pottery Barn inspired toddler bed for our son, he gets super stressed and overwhelmed, <laughs> which I actually did to him a couple of years ago. It was not fun. <laughs> so I think the, the key to this is understanding your personality type, your triggers and your motivation factors, and then realizing and setting goals and time frames or deadlines accordingly. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. And sort of what you are attitude is about it you know I yeah so like for me so I don't know if you know Rachel Hollis like I'm a big fan of hers and I've read girl girl wash your face and girl stop apologizing and I do her 
method or methodology of writing your goals down every day in my start today journal. This is not an ad. I just do it all the time. (laughs) And um, it's crazy how those goals that I've set, like one of them was to have a successful podcast and mm-hmm. have a successful coaching business and ha- and be a speaker at conferences. And slowly but surely, they're starting to happen, you know? So it's right. crazy to write it down every day. And yeah. it's like that affirmation is like, this is what I'm going to work towards. This is what I'm going to do. And it, it's really, it's a positive impact when you get to cross one of them off that you've accomplished mm-hmm. it. So the, my I don't have time frames in mind, like for me, because I just know that right. things take a lot of time, you know? Sure. Uh, especially, yeah, especially if they're bigger goals. Like I'm launching um, a workshop in, in this year and like that, the goal is like to sell it out. So like, that's a goal. <laughs> awesome. But yeah. It, yeah. So I just, it's, I think it's always good to have the time frame be open or, or just mindful of what you're actually doing. So I'm all yeah. about actionable items, uh, things to give our listeners that they can do right away um, to start implementing. So let's give our listeners three ways that they can set their goals today. Yeah. So I think three things aside from learning more about your personality and how you're motivated. And then of course, reading profit first. I just, I love to throw that. I'm not, I'm not like sponsoring this whatsoever. (laughs) Not an ad. I just truly love the book. Um, But those three things I would say, number one is to determine for like each upcoming project that you have in the new year, like just determine your realistic goal and your pie in the sky goal. Um, my my little tip with pie in the sky goals is don't make them like so unattainable that it's discouraging. You know, they should be like just out of reach um, and more motivating, obviously, than discouraging. Um, number two is to write them down somewhere that you see them every single day. Um, you had mentioned Rachel Hollis. I know and love her. Well, I don't know her. In my mind, we're best friends. Totally. Yeah. She does not know me. <laughs> um, but I truly love writing them down and revisiting them every single day, breaking them down into bite-sized chunks because there's just, there's something psychological that happens in our brain when we physically write down our goals and it feels more, I don't know, I guess, official and motivating in right. doing that. Yeah. And then number three, um, I think it is a good idea to understand and wholeheartedly believe that there is nothing magical about January 1st. Laura Casey says this all the time. And I 100% agree Um, on any given date or day of the week, we can absolutely rewrite our story and set a new goal. Um, And so I just think as long as we're, we're striving to improve a a certain aspect, um, whatever that goal may be, I think you're golden. It doesn't matter what day that falls on. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I I agree with that. I feel like January 1st, people are like, okay, new year, new start. And I get it, you know, like the calendar starts over, but you can change yourself every day. Mm -hmm. You know, every day is a new start. Yeah, absolutely. January 1st is a great clean slate um, and a a nice day to like jumpstart things. But I've also read articles where come February, people have already got discouraged because they missed a week of going to the gym and, you know, they just automatically give up on that goal. It's totally fine to pick it right back up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. nobody's perfect. We all fail. Right. <laughs> we all, <Right>. we all <laughs> succumb to the cookies that are, you know, <laughs> waiting oh, for yeah. us somewhere. So, <laughs> so let's talk about mindset. And I feel like I'm obsessed with mindset because I never really thought about it till I started following Gary V and he's all about the mindset. Yeah. And that really is 
what launched Tea with Janae and this podcast and the whole coaching and all that stuff. So let's talk about mindset and how it really affects everything. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts about changing your mindset? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a big fan of all things mindset. And I 100% agree that our mindset affects everything, good or bad. Um, and I think that having the ability to change our mindset is the hardest, yet one of the most rewarding things that we can give to our businesses in life, really, honestly. Mindset is kind of one of those business practices that can bleed over into life lessons as well. Um, and I know I might sound a little crazy with this, but I, I truly believe that any like quote unquote success that I have achieved in my life, whether that be in sports, in college or running a business, I truly believe that it can be attributed to mindset. Um, learning how to have a nimble mindset and apply it is kind of like having your own little secret weapon or superpower. And I tell my clients all the time that adaptability is the lifeblood of entrepreneurship and a large part of adaptability is mindset. Yeah. Oh gosh. So let's talk about nimble mindset. What, what is that? Mm -hmm. So having a nimble mindset in my mind is just being able to, um, you know, again, find what, what motivates you. And if you're motivated by rewards or challenges or someone telling you that you can't do something, then that's kind of, knowing your motivation factors and being willing to apply them is such a big thing. And so in having a nimble mindset, if you come up against something that it's obvious that it is incredibly intimidating and most people would, would not achieve or, you know, um, surpass this mountain that they need to climb, um, being able to have a nimble mindset and take a step back and say, okay, how can I approach this differently, but still achieve my goal? To me, that is having a nimble mindset. You're not set in your ways to where, okay, I had this plan for this goal to achieve it, but this huge hurdle got thrown in the way. So it's just unattainable now. And, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles and giving up right then and there. Um, having a nimble mindset is going to be able to help you to think of a different way to achieve your goal. Yeah. I love that. I actually read the book mindset this um, summer and I thought it was so interesting. People have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset mm -hmm. and the thought of being a fixed mindset. I'm definitely a growth mindset because I'm like, okay, how mm -hmm. can I make this better? How can I make this work for me? I'm, you know, always trying to figure things out, but like a fixed mindset you're, you're set in your ways, you know, everything is, yeah. everybody's against you, nothing's going to work for you and changing from a fixed to, um, oh, I forgot the word already, but going to the, the growth mindset is such a big, a big challenge. And I think anyone who's listening, if you're down on yourself, you have a bit fixed mindset, you got, you got to work on it. You got to change it because <laughs> you, right. you want to grow, you know, you want your goals to help you succeed. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of your mindset is kind of like any other muscle that you have, like you have to create that muscle memory and work at it every single day if you're trying to change it. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah. So what are three things that maybe our listeners can do to actively change their mindset? Yeah, you know, I keep going back to this as far as like finding what motivates you. But that's really a key factor for me is just knowing what does motivate me. Um, 
I was told a lot growing up that I couldn't do something. And so that is a huge motivating factor for me. Um, And then learning how to apply those motivation factors is such a big step in all of this, um, working them to your advantage. So that would definitely be number one for me. Number two is, uh, would probably be just be brave enough to step back from an intimidating situation and evaluate it and challenge yourself to see it from another point of view. Again, practicing having that nimble mindset. Um, because I, I really think if you're able to do that, to take that step back, you might surprise yourself and realize that a scary or quote unquote impossible situation really isn't that intimidating when you take a look at it from a different perspective. Um, and then I think last one, I'm going to go back to mindset as a muscle and it needs to be worked out every day. Yeah. Um, a good, I mean, it's, the fitness season is coming up on us, right? right. So I think a, a good example is if you're not a morning person and you hate waking up before nine, but you know that in order to achieve your fitness goal, you have to wake up at seven to get that run in before you start work for the day, then a major part of achieving that goal is hinged on reframing your mindset to like mornings. So yeah. Knowing those motivational factors that you have, maybe you need to watch motivational YouTube videos of people working out and achieving their goals for you to be motivated and get jazzed to wake up early, Um, whatever that is just using it every single day and working your mindset like a muscle is going to be really important. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm so not a morning person and I like, I just can't, (laughs) but, but, but I know, and I have a kid and you have a child too. So it's just, you know, like you need all the sleep that you can as a mama. Like you're like, I, I need my eight hours of sleep. Cause when you have a kid, you're like, Oh gosh, you never know when they're going to wake up or be sick and you have to enjoy it. But I think to reach your goals, you have to make that sacrifice where, you know, you put, you have to put yourself first and, Mm -hmm. and sort of say, this is what I'm going to do. So maybe I wake up at seven o'clock and I work out for an hour or a half hour, or I make my meal prep and stuff like that. And putting yourself first, even for your business, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's that's really good. Yeah. And, you know, I think like for us as women, especially, I think sometimes some of us may feel like goals are a little selfish and it's hard for us to put ourselves first and act on those goals and, and achieving them by putting ourselves first, because we feel like we're putting our family on the back burner or we're choosing this thing over our family and providing for them or whatever the case. But, um, you know, it goes back to that, to that whole idea of you have to take care. You can't pour from an empty well, Mm -hmm. I think is how the saying goes. So, um, you know, taking care of yourself and, putting yourself first in order to achieve those goals is ultimately going to come full circle and help everyone that's close to you. Yeah. I always think about, this is like a terrible thing. We you know on an airplane when there's like turbulence and the mask yeah. falls down, <laughs> they always say, put it on yourself first before you help someone else. And I always think about that. It's like, oh, I have to make sure that I can help you. I have to take care of myself first mm-hmm. so I can help you. And I feel like that's, that's really good. I got things anyway. Absolutely. So let's, so the people who like, okay, so we're in, you know, the beginning of the year, we're setting our goals and let's say we get to next December and we're like, okay, I haven't done anything. Nothing's happened. You know, I, I basically have given up like art. Yeah. Is there something maybe motivational or inspiring that you can sort of tell our listeners that like, you know, to keep moving forward, like even if it's a baby step, you know, how, how can you do that versus giving up? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I love that you mentioned baby baby steps because I tell my clients all the time, um, you know, whenever they're starting a wedding venue, especially new construction, it feels like it just takes forever and there's no progress because there are all these factors that are completely out of your control um, with weather and construction and all of that. But um, I tell them all the time, we're taking baby steps. You don't notice them, but baby steps are still moving you forward. And so don't discount those by any means. Um, And so if we get to the end of the year, it's December and taking a look at things and we realize, oh gosh, I didn't achieve this. I didn't achieve this. Um, I think the important thing is to sit down and evaluate what worked and what didn't work. And I I think for a lot of us, I know for me, it's hard to relive the lessons, right? I'm not going to call them failures, but sitting down and reviewing the lessons that we've learned when something didn't work and then being brave enough to make those adjustments and to try again with a new or a different approach is a big part of what separates successful people from, um, we'll just say, I don't want to say unsuccessful, but we can say underachievers, I guess. Yep. And I think that, you know, it's easy to only focus on the good, but it's evaluating the negatives and the lessons that they produce that help us to get better. Um, and then my other point that I wanted to make is that I also think that it's really important to know that just like there's nothing special about January 1st, there's also nothing wrong with rolling an unfinished goal over to the next year. Maybe that goal is unfinished um, and, it, and it, it's not unfinished because of mistakes that you made, but maybe it's unfinished because you were, a busy, you were busy achieving all of these other things over here in a different area of your life. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with carrying over those goals from year to year. December 31st is not final. Right. I love that. Yeah. Things just take time. They could just take time. Yeah. Or maybe something happened with in the family. People get, you know, distracted or distractions happen and you just have to like refocus and, you know, go back to your mindset thought, which I think is good. Yeah. I a, yeah. I agree. What, mm-hmm. One one last question. What if, so we're talking about people who get discouraged or maybe who need some more help, you know, do you, would you recommend that they ask a friend to like maybe help them sit down to evaluate what's going wrong or, you know, or maybe even get a coach to help them figure out how to help them move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I am one of those business owners that always has a coach most of the time. Um, And so I fully believe in surrounding yourself with people who are quote unquote smarter than you or a little bit above you in a certain area that you're trying to get to. Um, But if a coach isn't in the budget, then simply sitting down with a friend and having that outsider's perspective that's unbiased, you know, sometimes we are emotionally connected to these goals and we're just so distraught and upset that we didn't achieve them for whatever the reason. Um, We don't see the like the, the hidden gem that's there. Right. And so sometimes having an outsider's perspective that isn't emotionally connected to this can be so beneficial and fruitful. And having a friend sit down, look over it with you, offer tips and suggestions, and just accountability is huge. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, for me, sometimes I ask my husband, but he doesn't really get it. You know, he's like, he knows what I do, but he's like not interested in like in like the nitty gritty yeah. of it. Like he'll give me good advice, but I feel like my good friends who are in the wedding industry, um, mm-hmm. you know, who are even like above me, you know, that I sort of look up to, 
I'll, you know, Mm -hmm. DM them and I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. What do you think? And if they have time, you know, they write me back and they let me know. And that's really Mm -hmm. sort of invaluable. And look, not everybody's right either. So you can take it with a grain of salt. And if you know, you have to listen to your gut too. Like if your gut's telling you one thing, your gut's usually right. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, Lindsay, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been really fun. I I love this topic and was so excited when you suggested it. Yeah, I, I'm all about it. So let's tell everybody <laughs> where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. Yeah, so everything about me can be found on my website, thelindsaylucas.com. Um, for day-to-day fun and shenanigans, um, you can follow me on Instagram at thelindsaylucas. Um I sometimes get like a little self-conscious saying my website name, the Lindsay Lucas, because it sounds a little obnoxious, but (laughs) Lindsay Lucas was, was already taken and it's, it's obtained by some guy in Illinois that wants to sell it for a ridiculous amount of money. So anyway, the Lindsay Lucas, it is. (laughs) I love it. Like the official Lindsay Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I'll list all this information in the show notes. So you guys can just go right there, click on them and say hi to Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. that's it you guys i hope you enjoyed today's show a huge shout out and a big thank you to Lindsay for being here today it was so amazing to get to know you and chat with you and you gave so many great tips that i know our listeners are going to enjoy you can visit Lindsay at www.thelindsaylucas.com and she's also the Lindsay lucas on instagram i'm going to link all this information in the show notes so you guys can just go there and click on the links So thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.